time where the phone never stops ringing. Cold calls and spam emails seem to pour in endlessly. And there is always someone that wants to buy you lunch for the chance to make you a client. This is where real salespeople pitch solutions to real problems while we snuff out the BS. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast with your host, Voron Spivak. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. Today's episode is going to be something that I'm excited to learn about, which is sometimes it's not just about getting your data like into the cloud, but it's like, how do you do it faster with more agility and get better throughput? And how does it really, what are the financial effects that it has on your business? Today, my guest is Mark Palumbo. He's the chief revenue officer over at Burst. I don't know a whole lot about what they do and how they do it, but we're about to dive in. I'm very much happy that you made it here. I didn't ever ask you, what city are you out of? Are you a Houstonian? I am right here in Houston, Texas. Actually, live down at Sugarland, right by the Skeeter Stadium. Okay, all right. So we're like neighbors, you know? Yeah, that's right. Tell me a little bit before we get started, you know, like what, like you've been a burst, you know, for some time and, you know, what were some of the things that kind of appealed to you? It, actually, not really that long. It's kind of funny story. So I was employee 82 at Citrix years ago. So kind of got into cloud before cloud was cool and been around in the industry for 20 plus years. And a good friend of mine, Gary Ola, who was our CEO, called me up Christmas time and said, hey, Mark, I need help. <laughs> I need somebody to come in and run sales. And I joined the company back in February and been loving it ever since. That's great. I've met a couple of people you work with. You know, Alex is one of them. Yeah, Alex started the same time as me. So he's our chief marketing officer. What I love about him is he's very concise. You know, he's very assertive. But at the same time, as I interacted with him a couple of times and I got introduced to you, I realized there's a lot of heart behind this company. And I want to throw something out to you to kind of start this interview because you know I'm not like a tech guru, right? <laughs> but from what I researched, basically part of the oil and gas industry is there are people out there looking for oil, right? And they're investing millions and millions, maybe like tens of millions, potentially $20 million yep. in like not only locating where the site needs to be, but then there's this whole data play and doing a little more research and kind of having a couple conversations, I had someone explain to me that there's this thing called a petrobite. And I was told that a it's petri... A, it's, it's petabyte. Oh, That's a petabyte. A... See this? See? Okay. So this is... I'm, I'm in but, school. But maybe in oil and gas, it's petrobite. <laughs> we should coin that term. We should. Make a hat. Yeah, yes. Yeah, there you go. Okay. This is it. I'm in school. Okay. So I was told that like moving a petabyte is equivalent to like downloading or uploading 18 million Encyclopedia Britannicas. <laughs> it was, we like to think about it, it's like sucking peanut butter through a straw. Oh, That's yeah. Okay. okay. See, I like yeah. this. I like this. Now I'm getting it. But you are really, like what you guys are doing is making everything move quicker, faster, more dependable. Yes. And there's a lot to talk about just in how that happens. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest challenge... I mean, we got we saw oil go negative this year, right? So it was it was a big problem. A lot of our oil and gas customers, uh, most notably like Halliburton, right? They came and said, "Hey, we got to cut costs across the board. We're not sure they had layoffs and all these other you know negative things happened." And what we do, and we we actually rebranded the company as Burst in May of this year, actually May the fourth of all the kind of funny dates mm. for, for Star Wars. Fans. Yes, but but we rebranded the company. It was really the thought behind you know helping companies burst out of their data centers, burst into the cloud, bursting for. Cap 
capacity for processing, and it really is starting to resonate. And so we help customers, especially in the oil and gas space, do more with less. We try to deliver the best possible performance at the lowest possible cost by deploying in the cloud. So when you get into, like I said, petabytes of scale of data, mm-hmm. our competitors out there, they charge a lot of money. They charge on a per terabyte basis, which is one one thousandth oh, of a petabyte, right? Wow. So what's challenging there is this can be, you know, tens of thousands a month, in case millions of dollars per month that they're spending on this. And how do you reduce that storage spend when that storage is doubling every couple of years? Interesting, because right? yeah. when the more you say this, like just my visual is is that if if you're a CFO of a company that's engaged in this, this one little line item is just compounding and compounding. Every single year. And with data, you don't ever want to hit the reset button or go like, you know what, we could save a few bucks if we just delete all this crap. Yeah. It's You're yeah. married to it. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because we have another product coming out later this year I'll talk about later during this podcast, but you know they call it dark data. What do you do with all this dark data, right? Mm. And so you have this data, you don't know if you should, should you keep it. She's, it's like you know going through your garage. You you know, sure. Do I throw this stuff away? Do I keep it? And so if you have data that's seven, 10 years or longer, you may be keeping it unintentionally. And guess what? You're paying a storage tax on that. So we we affectionately call it the storage tax. Hmm. So when you're dealing with one of our lovely on-premise storage provider competitors, they continue to come to your door and they knock on your door every year and they say, hey, we need you to pay that storage tax now. And you're right. CFOs and controllers are getting fed up. They don't want to pay yeah. a storage tax. So they're looking at alternatives for the cloud like Burst Softness. And does it matter if I'm a CFO and I've been married to kind of some big storage I'm, you know, whatever the storage is, you know, I don't know this world. Can I still consider this? Absolutely. So, you know, our stakeholders are really the finance folks and then the IT folks, right? So the finance folks will care because they're going to go to the the IT guys say, do you really need to spend X million dollars on this storage solution? Can we do it for less by moving to the cloud? I hear all these stories, people moving to the cloud and reducing their data center Mm. costs. Can we do the same? And unfortunately, we affectionately call these folks in the IT land, there are a lot of server hugs out there. They still Mm. want to hug those servers and keep them in their data center, but we all know that's going the way to the dodo. Everything's moving to, you know, Microsoft, Azure, AWS. Mm -hmm. And so for the IT guys, our message to them is, hey, not only can we help you reduce costs, which will make your finance folks happy, we can give you much better performance. That's what they care about, delivering better optimal performance for their end users. Because if the mission critical applications don't run in the cloud, then you can't make the move. And so we give them a solution to do that. Got it. Okay. So let me ask you this. You mentioned AWS, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that are on AWS and they're just going like, oh, we got cloud, right? Mm -hmm. You are like the accelerator. I know that there's a word that you mentioned in our pre-call, the power of throughput. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got some slides on that uh, as well. But, you know, for those who are watching the video, can view that. But, you know, you can check it out on our website. We have wonderful performance data. talks about how we are, in many cases, 23 times faster than the standard AWS mm-hmm. EFS solution. So if you have basic needs for storage, let's call it six to eight terabytes, you may or may not need our solution. But once yeah. you start getting to eight, 10 terabytes and above, and that pet byte scale of data, we are going to dramatically give you better performance and you're going to reduce your cost substantially. So we're going to give you better throughput. Uh, You're going to have less latency. So again, we have lots of latency. That's Mm -hmm. bad. 
better IOPS, which is that concurrent you know, mm-hmm. flow of data back and forth. So we look at IOPS, throughput, and latency as those three factors, and we, we crush our competition in all three of those uh, categories. I love it. And what's funny is I was just patting myself on the back. Really, I want to pat you on the back <laughs> on the fact that here it is. We haven't even gotten to a slide yet, and I feel like we're on a little bit of a roll. Like This sure. is really, yeah. this is actually way more than what I was originally expecting because we're talking about performance, really, right? Before we get to the slide deck, though, I want to throw one more thing out at you just so that not just me, but the listener that isn't super tech savvy can really kind of get a grip of what we're talking about. I want to just confirm when I was throwing out these numbers, 15, 20 million dollars that people who are looking for oil are investing. Mm -hmm. Is that really in data? Is that just data? It's crazy. We were talking, I won't mention who the customer was, it's confidential, but one of our enterprise customers they don't spend a lot of money with us. Maybe we'll call $5,000 a month. They are spending over $200 million a year yeah. on AWS compute and what they call consumption. So it's this constant grind of all these mm. applications. But they have a choice. They're going to spend that money on data centers, which will probably cost X times that $200 million mm-hmm. because you got to pay for the real estate, the energy, the manpower resources. So when you look at those costs, the cloud is way less expensive. You know, it's it's funny because both of us are in sales, right? You know, there's different words you'd never want to use. You don't want to use the word spend. You always want to say the word invest. But the (laughs) fact is, is if you're doing this the old way, you are spending money. You're doing like the most unrighteous thing for your shareholders that you could be doing if you're in this game. Yep. All right, well, let's kick it off. I'd love to see your first slide. (laughs) And I feel like we could just end the episode right here and people would be like, wow, that was actually kind of fun. Yeah, you know, and and, uh, I'll probably just jump around a little bit because, you know, really what we talk about here is, you know, is is who is Burst, right? So our mission is real simple. We want to help business connect to the cloud. So we're not just in oil and gas. We're in other sectors as well. But we've done very well in oil and gas because the message is resonating with those with those customers. And so, you know, how did Burst get started? I think it's probably good to start with a little bit of the history. So as I mentioned, I've only been on board, you know, less than a year since February. But we've been around actually since about seven or eight years now, I think 2012, 13 timeframe. So the company started out as a software network attached storage solution. So soft NAS, that's how the mm, name came okay. about. And so when you think about a company that runs a network attached storage device in their on-premises data center, how do you get that same capability by moving into the cloud? So we were actually the first the number one cloud selling solution on both the Azure marketplace and the Amazon Web Services marketplace. So what is the marketplace? It's essentially a worldwide marketplace that customers can go, these are B2B customers, right, business Mm. customers, can go online and purchase software. And the cool thing for us is we're sold in over 39 different countries across the globe through both marketplaces. So even though we're here in Houston, Texas, and we had offices in Seattle and other places around the world, we're a virtual company. Our customers are virtual. They buy us virtually. And it's it's really work from anywhere. You know, it's the thought geographically that this solution really is plug and play. Like I could be in France and if I have this service, I'm getting all of the benefits. There's no like once I guess once I'm engaged with you, it's kind of I get to. Yeah, it's so crazy. We have uh, so Jeff Johnson, who heads product marketing on Alex's team, he actually posted a demo on LinkedIn. People can check it out if they go to the burst page on LinkedIn and he'll show you a five minute demo 
where he actually sets up a SoftNAS instance in Azure. It's like literally that simple. Amazing. And we have free trials available for customers that want to try our solution on both AWS and Azure. And it's literally like, again, seven clicks in that five-minute time frame to get spun up on a new instance. So you're absolutely right. And that's the reason why we think a lot of oil and gas customers have gravitated our solution. So like Halliburton, I'll talk about this later, they have an application, mission-critical application, that their customers who are in Malaysia, Singapore, India, mm. Australia, and many places where, again, connectivity is an issue, building a data center is an issue. Instead, they connect to AWS, they connect to Azure, and instantly have that application available to their customers. And this might be a silly question, but if I'm in India and I have employees that only read that language, do you guys, does <laughs> well, that even matter? I don't like, understand. It, it does and it doesn't, right? So unfortunately, we're not localized in other languages mm -hmm. yet, right? Okay. We're starting to localize some of our marketing content, which is kind of funny. We have some stuff in Chinese and Spanish, mm -hmm. which is to help people understand sure. what we do. But we actually run in the instance or the tenant of the customer. So for example, we have a couple of partners in AWS China. And so they actually run in the China instance of AWS in that country. So even though our stuff is in English and they, they understand it, mm -hmm. it's really code and you know admin tool stuff. So yeah, you can run it in other countries, but it runs in that region in that country. So not necessarily native language, but in their native instance. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's great. Cool. I, and I love this slide because, you know, like I said, it says a lot when you can just start putting the pieces together and you're wondering, why would anyone not have it? It's kind of like <laughs> one of my favorite drives in the U.S. is you go from Los Angeles up through Santa Barbara all the way to San Francisco. You're going to yeah. see Cambria. You're going to see Monterey. Yep. It's wonderful, but it's a damn one-lane highway. Yes. It sucks yes. when there's traffic. Yes, It's yes. like what you guys are doing is saying, why do that? Yes, exactly. And it's funny you said that because that brings up another point. It's, it's a hybrid cloud, right? So again, Microsoft and AWS would love for you to be a one-trick pony in their solution, but we know most customers want to have choices. They want to have other mm -hmm. ability to, to deploy their applications. So they'll look at having a hybrid solution. We help them deploy in both clouds, which Halliburton does and other customers do. So I think there's some benefit there, but also the fact that we have multi-protocol support. So we have various protocols like NFS and SIFS, it's just very technical mm -hmm. stuff, but even the Apple file protocols, which nobody really uses, but you could use it, mm -hmm. right? We give you the capability and the choices to have that deployment option. So yeah, awesome. absolutely. And so, you know, you know, just some of other logos, you know, in the oil and gas space, kind of our four or five, you know, top customers, Halliburton, uh, we have a very great strategic partnership with those guys. We've begun initial discussions with the Schlumberger team and, and rolling forward mm -hmm. with those guys. We're very excited about that. ExxonMobil actually deploys the Decision Space 365 application with Halliburton. So that's another big one. Patronus is one of our, my favorite ones. So they've been a great customer and they're actually headquartered. They're the Malaysia-owned oil and gas company. Wow. And so they're kind of quasi-government, quasi-business. And we've helped them deploy in Mexico, Malaysia, Singapore, and other places in Asia Pacific. And they love our solution because of that flexibility. That's incredible. And, and yes, this is the oil and gas podcast, but I want to just take a minute because this is really a show about how this can help everybody. Can we just, I want to ask you, what other industries are finding this burst solution as something that's a player for them? Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, you know, when I got in here to this company, I realized very quickly it was a, it was a horizontal play. Mm. So much like when I was at Citrix years ago, when we talked about remote access before remote access became a thing. Again, anybody who's trying to deploy their apps in the cloud, we could be a fit for it. So areas we're seeing a fit besides oil and gas, public sector, healthcare, 
bio life sciences now with all the COVID-19 stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how do you, how do you really compute gobs and gobs of data? So any other like legal industry, any place, universities, any place where you have lots, you know, what I call gobs and gobs of yes. data, that's where we can get I love you. that technical term, gobs and gobs. <laughs> we can relate to that. Yeah, that's where I can really <laughs> help you guys reduce your overall spend. So the nice thing about all these logos, you know, whether it's Campbell Soup Company or Disney Netflix, yeah. well, it's done very well in media communications. Nice. Think about video files, very yeah. big, you know, again, gobs and gobs sure. of data, right? So, you know, you look at those companies, we are a point use case solution. So what I'm trying to now transform the business is going from this kind of point use case solution to strategic. How do we go from being kind of, again, when I was at Citrix years ago, this, you know, a solution for remote access to, hey, how can we work on with you on an enterprise-wide yeah. strategy? How can we help, you know, whether it's Chevron or Shell or ExxonMobil, yes. be an enterprise-wide performance management solution to help you with all of your storage, all of your cloud computing needs? Well, and that's the thing. So here, you know, I've, I've had this show for several months and I meet people that are in technology and people throw the word data around like it's, you know, anything. But what happens is, is when you kind of dive into something you're in technology you're always concerned a little bit if you're a consumer is this just a one-trick pony right is this just all it's going to do and what i learned kind of quickly is no you guys actually there is like several reasons why burst brings something really great to the table because it's not just speed yeah it's not just all the performance things it's this operating cost that people are being eaten alive. These companies are being eaten alive at a time when there is no better time to be thrifty, to be smart, and to be cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% correct. In fact, when I first started the company, and this was to Alex's credit, our our CMO, he really put his foot down and said, guys, if we're going to rebrand the company, we really have to think differently about our pricing structure. So we used to be on the same model as every other storage provider, which was charging that per terabyte storage tax. And I kind of joke about this slide here that we're, we're talking about, right, which is and Alex came up with this, so I can't take credit for it. <laughs> but he jokes, you know, you go see a car mechanic, right? The answer is always a part for your car. Right? <laughs> we know you know, it. You, know, you go talk to a surgeon about, you know, whether it's plastic surgery or back surgery, right? For you know, they're going to figure out a way. You know, hey, Warren, you really need surgery, right? Absolutely. You know, so you got to push back. And again, if you go talk to one of our competitors in the storage space, the answer is always you need more storage. Mm-hmm. And so we want to say push back on that. Say no, you need better performance not more storage. Mm-hmm. And so that's re- we're really thinking about your data differently. So I'm glad you brought that up. Well, and the other thing is, is just, I don't know, Alex is going to think I'm some big fan or something. But the one thing <laughs> that he was telling me too, like in the world of performance, it's not just speed, it's uptime dependability. It's like you knowing that 99.999999% of the time, everything's working. So what lever is that for you in a sales call? Like when you're meeting somebody and there, I'm sure you have people that have pushback. I, I mean, is this something where when you sit down with a CFO or you sit down with a controller and even if they bring somebody from IT or OT in that they're trying to poke holes in what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. It's just not the finance guys. The finance guys, they just, hey, if it's less money, they want to buy it, right? <laughs> sure. But they want to get it vetted out. So you're right. The pushback is going to come from IT. And so when you're talking to either the finance or the IT folks, this is you know, data from IDC and Gartner. I mean, we're not making this stuff up, but you know, this is pre-COVID. We're talking of like February of last year. Gartner and IDC were predicting that over 80% 
of businesses were going to move to the cloud. They're going to just shut down their data centers. In fact, I was talking to a customer just this past week. I can't talk about who it is, but a very large bank. I should have mentioned banks, another one, right? Mm -hmm. Out of New York City. And they told us they are in the next six months, beginning next month, they're shutting down all of their data centers and moving everything into the cloud. I love that because it's almost like what I'm hearing you say is, hey, this was already a movement, but now that we're post-COVID, like no, we're not even post, we're in the middle of it. I don't know when this yeah. ends, yeah. but now that we're in COVID, everybody better tune in. Everybody better figure this out. Yeah. And Burst has already been there, yeah. done that, yeah. and this is the place to it, go. You know, it's funny, even before before I came to, to Burst, my last company was also a, a cloud software provider. And I was telling folks, because everybody think, thinking about going to the cloud, I said, honestly, do you really want to run your own data center? I mean, I remember the mm -hmm. days when people were running phone servers in their closets. Sure. And today you say, why the heck would you run a phone server in your cloud. You can just outsource to <laughs> Verizon or AT&T, whatever. And I think that the model that Microsoft, Amazon, Google Cloud, you know, VMware Cloud, IBM, Oracle, all these guys, they've created a new utility model. It's really an IT utility. So why would you want to pay for a CapEx ex expenditure, buy all these servers, buy this data center, pay for the energy to run it, risk your employees of catching COVID in the data center, have to buy all these servers. I mean, it's just, it's a huge cost. Yeah. So, so it, that resonates with both the finance and the IT folks. So you're right, in the COVID world, we're now seeing this, are seeing our business accelerate and uptick because yeah. instead of 2025, it might be 2023. Yes. More and more businesses are saying, Get me the heck off these data centers. I think in five years, just like those phone servers, you're going to say, yeah. what, you still run a data center? Like, why would you do that? Well, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the rioting or the hurricanes or the flooding <laughs> or whatever, but I feel like the sooner people like get, get data off Mother Earth, it might be for the best. You know, it's like, it seems like for sure, like from a just a dexterity standpoint, you oh, might yeah. be better off in space. Well, this is the thing I joke with people too. Like, like if you think, you know, like, like a CIO says to me, well, I want to have my own data center because it's more secure. I said, if you think you're going to spend more money on IT security than Microsoft or Amazon, then I want to have what you're drinking. Okay, so let's talk mathematics for a minute because I don't know what your next slides are, but I just want to say, if someone's listening right now, they're going like, is this a cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching? Is this like an expensive thing or is it, is it a benefit? <laughs> yeah, so you're absolutely right. So, you know, one of the things, just specifically now to oil and gas, right? There's a lot of things we talk about. So one is, I mentioned data centers everywhere, right? So if you were, again, Petronas, and do you want to put a data center in Malaysia and a data center in Singapore and a data center in Mexico, mm. right? Or just run it in AWS and Azure. I mean, it just, it makes complete business sense. So not just, you know, just common sense, not even financial math. It's just very simple common sense. Why would you do that? So I th we think that's a big benefit for oil and gas. The second reason, you know, you're talking about just the fact that hardware gets outdated so quickly. I mean, I was laughing. My, my son, he's a big World of Warcraft fan, <laughs> I don't know, but, but he was, uh, his hard drive just failed on him. You know, I said, well, yeah, because you're on the damn thing all the time. You know, I'm joking with him, right? Yeah. And I said, you know, and he had to go to, you know, Micro Center, one of the local places to go buy a new hard drive. Well, think about, that's just one hard drive in a household. Think of the hard drives that fail on all these data centers and you're swapping out hard drives and you got to get, you know, secure solid state drives and you got to worry about the swap outs. And you got to buy two for one. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's such a hassle. Yeah. Why would you worry about that? Just let the folks at AWS or Microsoft manage that for you. It's a much, such much a good point. Absolutely. And then, you know, this is the big year. I mean, oil and gas has been on such a tear 
And this was a wake-up call, I think, this year for a lot of oil and gas companies. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, we can't keep doing business as usual. We've got to find a way to cut our costs and be more profitable. Mm-hmm. And we want to help our oil and gas customers do that. So if we can help them reduce their costs, do more for less, we absolutely want to do that. And then the last point is really, you know, it's connecting the unconnected, which is in our world, think about oil and gas companies that have tankers, mm. you know, that are across the sea, or they've got, you know, refining drilling facilities in mm-hmm. the Middle East. They've got a VSAT or a satellite connection. How do you get that data across a satellite connection, right? So in those areas, we can help out too. So we have a solution we're coming out called Fusion. I've been talking mm-hmm. mostly about SoftNAS, mm-hmm. and I've got some update on that later. But the cool thing about Fusion, you, you know, we're thinking about your data differently. So SoftNAS has been our cash cow product for many years, again, delivering the best possible performance, lowest possible cost of in the cloud. Mm-hmm. But what Fusion does is helps you to fuse data from any target source to any target location. So we have capabilities to now move that data from, again, very dirty networks or poor mm-hmm. networks like satellite mm-hmm. connections. You want to move it off of Google Cloud into Azure. You want to move it off of you know, IBM Cloud into AWS, whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got that capability now. So we're really you know, changing the name of the game in terms of how we deliver data and perform that stuff in the cloud and analyze it you know, for, for folks that want to actually look at insights to the business you know data is the new currency and i mentioned that dark data before how do you mm-hmm. how do you go back and take that dark data and make it meaningful right? and dark data basically just means stuff that you probably already went through you may never need it's kind of like the filing cabinets in yeah. my garage yeah yeah or, or, but how many times you go through the garage you say oh wow hey it's my old football jersey yeah, or whatever right you know sure. i like i like to keep that or sure. frame it, right well you're always afraid to throw it away right right so the point is you know we want to help companies go through all that dark data and really analyze which is meaningful and which is not. Okay, so So here's the thing. When you're talking satellites, right? I remember, you know, here I am. I'm I'm born in the 70s. I remember going to my friends' houses and them having a satellite in their backyard and that was like some (laughs) cutting edge thing. When you're talking satellites, are you like, that is legacy crap, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and this is a play for you guys is going around and finding people who, even if they have a satellite. But, but, but it's funny because I mentioned we're a global company. So we have to think about data deployments, not just here in the U.S., which we're pretty well connected here in the U.S. Right? Yeah. We got 5G. I mean, I think, you know, cell phone probably is better connectivity in some of the places, some of the countries okay. we deal with, right? So the point is when you have these remote areas, you know, you don't want to put a data center out there. So you got to connect to the cloud. A, but B, again, you may not have a choice. Satellite may be, it may not be legacy. It may be cutting edge for that country, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to think about it that, that way too. Nice. Yeah. Any other slide on this one? No, but I was going to just say, you know, again, taking yeah. it back to oil and gas, I think, you know, you had, uh, when we talked about some of this before, you know, who's going to really care about what we do, right? And I think there's really three primary use cases. I talk about two here in this slide, but the three primary use cases are, again, you've got mission-critical data. It's either in a file or database that has to be moved to the cloud. Mm -hmm. We can absolutely help with that, and we can do it at the lowest possible cost. The other one is, again, I mentioned like Halliburton's Decision Space 365 application, right? Schlumberger has an application called Petrol. IHS Marquette uses an application called Kingdom Suite. These are geospatial applications that are mission-critical to the business. They're deploying it to their oil and gas customers globally and that system cannot go down so they're using our solution to help deploy that in the cloud and there's other ones you think about like sap hana is another mm-hmm. big application it's a manufacturing app and we have oil and gas customers as well as other fortune 500 customers like campbell soup company that run sap yeah. hana 
but they use us because that system can't go down. I think it says a lot to think of like these big names you're sharing right now and you think about this, you really are the chosen alliance to let their tools do what they do. I think if somebody's listening and they're at all in this in this gamut of what data requires or if they're in oil and gas and it's just something that they need to get better at, I think it speaks volumes. Absolutely. I hate to use the pun, but we're bursting onto the scene. That's right, right. That's right. But yeah, I mean, Microsoft and AWS, we continue to engage with their teams, you know, globally. So those partnerships are awesome. We also have great global partnerships, you know, outside of oil and gas, but, you know, companies like Deloitte and DXC Mm -hmm. Technology and Infosys that are also partners of ours that are helping deploy our solutions in their customers. So we're definitely making a scene and we're, we're coming out. We really, people are getting notice of. Uh, no, I, I love it. A lot of the names you're sharing, a lot of them are major uh, friends of the oil and gas global network. They're people that have supported us mm-hmm. even, right? Yep. And to see this kind of connectivity, if you will, of where you guys aren't just here with us sharing this story, but you're actually doing it for people that we know and oh, yeah. we trust and we love. Yeah. Well, another one. So the third one, I don't talk about in the slide here, but I'll, I'll share with you is what they call Windows Virtual Desktop, right? Mm. So now you're not just deploying a single app, mission critical application, but you're just deploying the entire desktop experience, right? And that's traditionally been done through like my old company, Citrix, right? Mm-hmm. Or VMware. Mm-hmm. Or Microsoft has their own Windows Virtual Desktop. There are other solutions out there from WorkSpot and others, right? But the cool thing is, we can actually use SoftNAS to deploy the entire Windows virtual desktop experience through the cloud. And so more and more of our customers now are saying, hey, I've got this issue for COVID-19. I've got to have a work from anywhere experience. Mm. And they're using SoftNAS now to do that. So it's kind of cool. So, you know, really, you know, I don't have to go into too much of this. We talked about it already, but, you know, data is doubling every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you know, oil and gas customers more like anybody just Well, my own, yeah. I mean, my own damn iPhone, I keep having to buy more cloud as it is. You know, you just keep stacking stuff, stacking it, stacking <laughs> it. So I don't think anyone's going to argue with the fact that you better hop on board to where you can yeah. just have kind of a limitless opportunity without all the fuss and investment yeah. Actually, not an investment. It's really a waste of money right. doing it any other way. Yeah, you know, it pained me. I recently did the same thing. I signed up to Apple, and I'm paying a buck a month yeah. to get yeah. the extra. Yes. And, and I know they're going to raise it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for it to go to two to two yes. bucks a, a month, yeah. or three bucks a month. Yeah. So that's what happens to these storage providers. Yeah, You're absolutely right. They just yeah. keep tacking on that storage tax. I'm not going to talk too much about Halliburton, but you know, it's kind of a good case study, which is probably good for your users, to, your, your viewers, and listeners to understand, which is. You know, again, they had this mission-critical application, Decision Space 365, and it was a legacy application. And so they had to make a decision. Do we recode, redevelop this application, which we've heard some estimates could have been six or seven man years, or do we use a solution like SoftNAS to instantly deploy mm. the cloud? So instead of taking six to seven man years, we did that in like 14 days. Mm. So think about customers that are looking to migrate legacy application to the cloud, Think of Decision Space 365 and what we've done in the oil and gas space, and we can absolutely help customers do that. So I think there's a, there's a good fit there, too. Same thing, Schlumberger, they were looking for the best possible performance for their petrol application. It competes with Decision Space uh, 365, and again, they chose SoftNAS to be that solution. So we're, we're excited about that partnership as well. 
we talked about a lot of these key features. So I can just skip it. And, you mm-hmm. know, people can just kind of take a second to view that. If there's anything that stands you, out to you. I want to just ask here, just for my own clarity, SoftNAS, what's the relate like that? Is that explain yeah. it? Sure, sure. So as I mentioned, you know, SoftNAS was the former name of the company. It was okay. Software Network Attached Storage. Okay. That's how the name came about. And then we rebranded as Burst because we're no longer a one-trick pony. We have two products now. So we have Burst SoftNAS. And coming out later this year is Burst Fusion that I mentioned. Okay. Fusion with two U's, obviously. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, you yeah. have to so have So SoftNAS is our, is our cloud network attached storage solution. Fusion is our, I hate to call it artificial intelligence, but it's really a super information gather. Again, fusing data from any target source to any target location, bringing that into the cloud for insights and analysis. And we think there's going to be massive, massive demand for that product when it launches. So Nice. Yeah. We talked about this as well. This is the, these are the actual numbers, Warren, around throughput, IOPS, and latency. I know you're excited about that. Yes, so. I am. I want to hear latency. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I wrote down, you know, in my notes, I was like, I've got these couple P's that we got to talk about, right? Okay. I'm like, I'm like, I knew it was performance and protocols, <laughs> but then there's this whole thing about the high av- availability, right, right, and. When you think of availability, people a lot of times just think like, where can you connect? Where can this work? Which they think geographical, but it's also just about ease of use, simplicity, and like the fact that it sounds like somebody could meet you, tell you, get me going, and maybe it'll be available very quickly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, it's funny, we are now starting to see our sales cycles shorten, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, we have a ton of customers that buy through the marketplaces. We don't even talk to them. They mm. have literally spun up their own free trials. They move it into production and they're running on their own. And some are Fortune 500, some are companies I've never heard of in, in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So, so absolutely, the simplicity value is definitely there, which is which is cool. But back to your, your point about performance and the protocols, high availability. One of the things I neglected to say earlier, so Rick Braddy, our, our founder, and uh, he's our chief technology officer, mm-hmm. he's done a phenomenal job. He was actually the former CTO of Citrix as well. So okay. he, he's got great credentials, right? He has over 13 patents on our technology. Wow. So we have a technology called UltraFast, which is kind of how we speed up the performance mm-hmm. to, to you know across dirty networks that are to get you into the cloud, yeah. right? We've got Snap Replicate. We've got mm-hmm. patented technology, the ability to replicate your instances, Snap High Availability. So we've got a lot of these cool features that are patented you know because people always say well i can just build that on my own yeah good, mm. good luck with that right so you know patents are not easy to get so yeah yeah nice yeah the patent says a lot in the fact that obviously there's some proprietary stuff there that if you want access to it you got to reach out yes exactly yeah yeah so you know i mentioned data migration Again, legacy mission critical apps are a great fit for us. I have included some kind of a, a slide, which I had it here before. Yeah. yeah. But SAP HANA, as I mentioned earlier, Decision Space 365, mission critical apps are a great way to migrate to the cloud and we can help out with that. But this is the one I really want to spend some time on, which is the data performance slide. Okay. So, you know, this is the slide I really want to talk about related to performance. And this mm-hmm. is really talking to the strength of the solution from the very first thing we talked about, which is performance and cost, right? So not only are we giving, you know, 23 times better performance than, say, the basic solution for AWS EFS, which is Elastic File Services, 
which is what you would typically run out of the box on AWS. But if you need, you know, again, you've got more than six to eight terabytes of data, you want something a little bit more powerful, that's mm -hmm. where you're going to look at SoftNAS. We have almost an 80% cost savings as you scale up Jeez. to about a half a petabyte. So yeah. the numbers are there. We, we ran the math and it was crazy. So again, for these large oil and gas customers that are trying to reduce their costs, we could literally save them tens of thousands of dollars a month. A month. I mean, and that to me, if I'm doing my math, we're talking, you know, 150 grand a year oh, yeah. plus. Well, and then the flip side of this chart was Azure NetApp So our biggest competitor on that side is NetApp, right? So Microsoft works with them on their Azure NetApp file system. And again, Microsoft will also recommend us for these larger mission critical workloads because they know about our performance. And even on, on ANF, which is the, the acronym, mm -hmm. we have about an 18 to 20, 20 times, you know, faster performance over ANF. And we have this from customers that showed us their data on their proof of concept. Mm. We just had a customer who was an oil and gas customer, I can't disclose who, out of Africa, right? Mm. And again, just goes to show that the power, so we have a partner who's working with them now. And we found out they were going to save them over 80000 a month Jeez. on their Azure NetApp files. I mean, there's got to be someone wanting to find you and kiss you. I don't know. That's a pretty big number. Well, well we joked that our CEO and I would, would make the trip to, to this country just to go visit them. But yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. With this COVID, we're on if I want to travel yeah, to Africa. Well, I mean, that's probably the only thing that should stop you because someone wants to give you a hug. That's, that's for right. sure. That's right. Maybe we'll fly them over here. <laughs> yeah. And any final slide? Yeah, so and th that's really it. And you know, I just I, I will end on on fusion as I talked earlier about. And fusion's like the big upcoming thing, right? Yeah, it's it's the new latest great. So it's kind of you know, if you look at the old like I think Gartner had it like the cash cows and the star. This is our star, right? So this mm -hmm. is where we're we're getting a lot of analysts looking at this, saying, "Wow, this is really." kind of cool, like what you guys mm. are doing, nobody else is doing right now. And so there are probably others that are similar, but they're very use case specific, you know, whether it's specific to ERP systems, which is, you know, like accounting systems, mm -hmm. that kind of data, or specific to like retail or something like that. But this is really, again, a horizontal solution for customers or partners that want to actually build a system that can fuse data from any target ah. source. So when I say any target source, I mean things like Internet of Things, like yes. think of video camera data or yes. point of sale register yes. data. Yes. Or again, if I'm a gas station owner or oil and gas and I want to know what's going down at the pump. Absolutely. And I want to feed that back into the cloud for yeah. ExxonMobil or Chevron or Shell, right? I can do that with Fusion. And so, you know, we love the fact that it's, again, unstructured data, structured data. We don't really care. Yeah. But the fact you can bring that in the cloud for insights and analysis, yeah. super, super powerful. It's interesting because, you know, that even broadens it even further. You know, we talk to people that do IoT all the time, Internet of Things, and it sounds like those companies that are actually doing that, why not have a plug-in of Burst and a Fusion yeah. to make it move faster, yeah. better? We were talking to a retailer. I learned the solution. We, we have yet to, to ink the deal, but they've got retail chains, and they've got a local video management server sitting in every one of these retail, like thousands of retail it. locations, uh -uh. and they're pulling that data, Yeah, and it's painful. So, so yeah. tell me, if somebody's listening, you know, they want to like make sure they connect somebody to you, what are the best ways to connect with Burst? Yeah, absolutely. Go to go to the Burst website, burst.com. And that's Burst with two U's, everybody. B-U-U-R-S-T, thank you. Yep. So that's one way to look at us. 
definitely go to our LinkedIn page, like us on LinkedIn. We have tons of great updates almost every day. Free trials, I wanna say free trials. Yeah, go to the Azure Marketplace or the AWS Marketplace, just type in Burst SoftNAS or Burst, and we'll pull, we're actually a feature listing right now in the yeah. Azure Marketplace, which is kinda of cool. But you can find us there and do a free trial too. So there's many, many ways to engage with us. What's funny is when you do a free trial, when someone makes you faster, like, you know, like when you, even with, again, like a cell phone, right? When you're downloading videos, yeah. boy, when it's going fast, it's great. And then when they're like, well, you did your little gigabyte. <laughs> so back to the, the pony show, right. it sucks, yes, right? So yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure a free trial goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Mark yeah. Palumbo from Burst. I hope you guys check it out. I don't think you can make technology. I think you like hit a home run, by the way. It's like, as I look out in the audience, I know this was a fast paced interview. And with technology, it wasn't like we were data, 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 data. <laughs> we really covered a lot of bases. Yeah, so fun. thank you. No, thank you, Warren. Appreciate it. it Appreciate you. Yeah. And so if you guys are out there and you have a business that has a real solution to a real problem, come share it with the oil and gas industry via the Oil & Gas Global Network's Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Warren Spiewak, and I'll see you on our next episode. Again, all this information will be in our show notes, and a big thank you to Churrasco's for making this all possible for us to get our camera crew and really make a production. It's really nice, and the food is killer. So thank you, and take care. Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for October 2020. We've got about five events this month, three of which are online, one of which is in person, and one of which is both. First up, we have the Houston Energy Breakfast Virtual Conference on the 6th, which is about embracing the evolving market landscape, and that'll be online. Second, we have Adipec 2020, which is an interactive online event going on from the 9th to the 12th. Third, we have OGGN and API Houston Chapter Presents, the opening of the Deep Cavango Basin, which will be live streamed directly to LinkedIn and other platforms from the event in downtown Houston on the 10th. Fourth, we have the Energy API Three Gun Challenge on the 13th, which is in person at the Ranch Shooting Club in Eagle Lake, Texas. Last, we have the Downstream Leadership Forum, which will be our last event of the month from the 19th to the 20th, and that'll be online. Other than these events, I believe OGGN will be hosting some live streams this month, so make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or our website for more information about any of the live streams we have coming up. That's all for November. I hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week for another witty and sometimes spicy episode of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com. Yeah.